Wow. Did Aaron select some amazing music this morning? No, pastor, sit down. I get to preach. Wow. And I'm ready too. It's good to see each and every one of you this morning. We're in a series called He Shall Be Called. It's based on the scripture in Isaiah 9, 6, where he shall be called. And we looked at last week the, what did we look at last week? Today we're going to be looking at Mighty God. Growing up, I had two, really two, heroes in my life. First, many of you may have watched the show Happy Days, and it was Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz. I mean, wasn't he cool? The leather jacket, the motorcycle, the flawless hair, hey. I, I wanted to be like Fonz, so when I was about five years old, I actually had a leather jacket, and uh, I would wear it. I would wear it winter or 105 degree California heat. I'd wear it because I just wanted to be cool like the Fonz. You know, because, you know, the Fonz, I mean, he'd just snap his finger and the girls just came. I don't know. Uh, it just happened. I'm pretty sure that happens to Caleb Watson too, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just, just cool, just cool. Then there was John Wayne. The Duke, and I, I will blame him for me joining the cavalry. Uh, seriously, true story, because of, you know, watching his uh, movies over the years, uh, I enjoyed it, and when it came time, I wanted to, to be in the Army. I, I looked at several jobs, and Cavalry Scout came up, and I said, how could I pass this opportunity up? And so I wanted to be like the Duke. In fact, I had such an attachment to John Wayne when I was seven years old when I learned that he had died. I ran to my room crying on my bed. My mom had to come console me. He was a hero to me. And many of us have probably had a lot of heroes in our lives. But I, can I tell you that, you know, all the heroes on television, you know, all the DC and, and Marvel comic heroes... I may burst some of your bubbles, but they're not really real with all the powers that they have. But there is one true hero, and his name is Jesus, who is given the title Mighty God. So I want you to understand this morning, when we begin to talk about the Mighty God, I want you to know that Jesus is our champion. He's our champion. When Isaiah recorded the words, mighty God, it comes from the Hebrew, El Gabor. And this word Gabor describes someone who is not only manly, but speaks of a hero, a champion, a warrior. It's interesting enough that the prophet Jeremiah uses this very term in his, in his book by his name. He wrote in the 32nd chapter, after Jeremiah, who is also known as the weeping prophet, 
The time of his prophecy, the, the nation of Israel and Judah, were, were go, they're going into captivity because of their rebellion against God. And God had raised Jeremiah up to prophesy, to turn the hearts of people. He was, he was rejected, J Jeremiah was. He was persecuted. Uh, but he was told to go ahead and buy a plot of land. Kind of as a symbol that, you know, God still loves Israel. and He's going to bring them back to the land. And so this is Jeremiah's response. Now notice what Jeremiah says. Oh, Lord God. It is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Is anything too hard for God? How about your struggle? How about your current circumstance that you feel overwhelmed with? Is, is that too difficult for God to help you through it? No, there is nothing too hard for for God. Now notice what he says here. You show steadfast love. I'm glad that God is loyal in his love to us. To thousands. But you repay the guilt of fathers to their children after them, O great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Great in counsel and mighty indeed who eyes are open to all the ways of children of man, rewarding each one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. Nothing is too hard for God, and he is El Gabor, the mighty God, our champion, our hero, the very one that we desperately need in our lives. You see, we can see His might in creation. His might in creation. Think about this, that God, God called into existence something that never existed. Can you do that? I can't even call a meal order correctly. I like to make things, but all, those, all the things that I like to make have already existed. I just put them together. I cut a little wood, put a little glue, nail it together. But the very elements God had created, He is powerful. And notice what in the book of Colossians that says about Jesus, that He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by Him all things were created. In heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him, and He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. So I want you to understand that Jesus, who is Emmanuel, God with us, He is the manifestation of God in the flesh, has every attribute that His Father has. He's an eternal, and He's all-powerful, and He's all-knowing. I'm pretty sure it was hard for the disciples, you know, to tell secrets and whisper in each other's ears when, when Jesus knows the hearts of all men. I'm pretty sure if I was following Jesus at times, I'd be just like the disciples and say, what in the world are we got ourselves into? But notice, through Jesus, all things were created for Him, and for his glory. 
But notice that in all things, He holds them together. Think about this. I read this in, in The Case for Creation by Lee, Lee Strobel. And he talked about this very verse. He talked about that if the gravity moved slightly in either direction, that the earth could not sustain life. Well, who's the one that keeps that gravity from moving? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Because nothing is too hard for Him. And we see His might, His strength in creation. We also see it in miracles. Remember Jesus on earth, He healed the blind. He healed the lame. And He raised the dead. Can you do that? I'm thankful that we have physicians that can perform surgeries. I think God created physicians to help us heal, to help us be well. But only Jesus can instantaneous, instantaneously heal the blind, heal the lame. And I've, I've only known of Jesus to be able to raise the dead. I don't know about you, that's pretty mighty, isn't it? His might is seen in victory. You know this word might was used of the giant Goliath, that champion of the Philistines from Gath. You know, nine feet tall. I mean, his strength in holding, I mean, all his armor and his spear alone. He was a, a man of war from his youth. He was experienced, and it was him that the uh, Philistines sent forward to battle any champion of Israel because he was a mighty warrior. But even Goliath pales in comparison in his might to Jesus. You see, because there was another mighty man who came along whose name was David. He was also attributed to being might. Now, he wasn't nine feet tall, and he may not have had all the muscles and everything that Goliath had, but you know where he got his might from? God. Because he had faith in God, he was able to prevail over Goliath that day, and he was, he was attributed to having thousands upon thousands of victories. But you know, Jesus is a man of victory. In fact, he's referred to here as the Lord Yahweh of hosts, which is the word of hosts is from the word sabah, saboeth, the Lord Yahweh of armies. Jesus has an army that he leads himself, and he is a man of victory. And we'll talk about more of that, about that in just a minute. So we see his might in creation. We see his might in miracles. We see his might in victory. I hope you, you realize that truly Jesus is all-powerful and nothing is too hard for him. But you see, 
Jesus is our champion who cares. He cares for you, and He cares for me. The Scripture says that He's present with us. In Jeremiah 20, 11, during the prophecy, He says, but the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet who was persecuted greatly to his own, from his own people, prophesying that, that there is a God that they need to turn to and trust and love because God loves them. That even through all the hardships and difficulties, Jeremiah realized that his champion is with him every step of the way. And Jesus is with us every step of the way. I'll be honest. There are times in life where I had felt that I was abandoned by God. Going through difficulties, like I didn't feel His presence. Be careful of those feelings. Remember the promise. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus is a champion who is right there alongside us. And get this. He fights for you. Remember in the, when Israel was being led out of the, the, the bondage of Israel, they get to a point where they're cornered against the, 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 between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. And Moses encouraged the people, the Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Anybody ever have a problem being silent? Come on, I don't see hands. But God will fight for you. He will, he will help you in your battle, in your struggle, and He will fight for you. And you know what? He's victorious for you. You know the biggest battle humanity faces? is sin and death. That is the biggest battle in our life. Waged war. Satan has waged war on us. Sometimes we're our own worst enemies too. But Jesus is victorious. Notice what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when Jesus was crucified, this babe that was born in Bethlehem would be raised to become a man, and he would be, he'd be crucified upon a cross for our sins. His blood was shed. He was put in a tomb, but the tomb couldn't hold him. Death couldn't keep him. He was victorious, and he was raised from the dead three days later victorious and he offers that same victory to you and to me truly he's a champion he is our hero you know I don't know what it would have been like to actually meet John Wayne 
I mean, I was a young man. I'm pretty sure like every little kid, I'd be in awe. The Duke. I don't know what it would be like to meet Henry Winkler, you know, little kid, the Fawns, you know. Maybe I'd give him my comb. I don't know. But I loved them. You know, I watched them. I, I, I wanted to be like them. I, they had such great influence in our life. But, but if Jesus is our champion, if He's our mighty God, if He is our warrior, what is our response to Him? Are we not to love Him? Adore Him? <laughs> Worship Him? Because you see, we love Him because He first loves us. We love because He first loved us. The Apostle John wrote under inspiration. You see, God is the initiator of love. He is the author of love. Everything He does is motivated by love. Jesus coming as a babe born in Bethlehem was an expression of His love. Jesus dying on the cross was an expression of His love. Now, why did He do all those things? He loved us that we might love Him in return with our entire being. And isn't He worthy of all our love with our entire life? So we love Him in our worship. Again, I love the music today. It moved me. It spoke to me. It prepared me to remember how mighty is our God. And to adore Him. And Paul wrote, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. That's everything he wrote in the first 11 chapters in the book of Romans. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Based because of what God has done for us, because He has given us victory, we in turn are to offer our lives to Him as a living sacrifice. Striving to live our lives in, in holiness and, and blamelessness, to, to live for Him, to be acceptable to Him, which we're already accepted in Him because of Christ. But I want to please Him in everything that I do. And isn't it only reasonable if Jesus did all that He did for us that we in turn would give our very life to Him? That's what Paul's asking us to do. To love Him with our very lives. And we love Him in our love for others. Are there people that you would just like to not love? I mean, there has to be somebody. But John wrote, and this commandment we have from Him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. My sister and I, true story, true story, 
When I was born, my sister despised me. She would torture me. She would throw me in a closet and lock the door. She would shove me in a suitcase to try to ship me off. We, we had a, a, a hatred for each other, no joke. This really happened. I don't know, I must have been maybe sixth, seventh grade. We got in a heated argument. My sister's five years older than I am. My sister grabbed a knife. She was coming after me. I grabbed my baseball bat. I was going to defend myself, and our Savior came in, Mama, because <laughs> we don't know what would have happened if Mama didn't intercede, but we just had this hate, and that's all, you know, growing up, do I have to love my sister? If I love God, I do, and by the way, my sister and I have a wonderful relationship today. I love my sister. I think she loves me. I know she does. But you know, sometimes we, we, we meet kind of some unlovable people, right? I, I've met some unlovable church members, some unlovable neighbors, some unlovable waiters and waitresses, some unlovable customer service agents. We've met some unlovable, unkind, and cruel people. But the Bible says that we're to love others as we love ourselves. Because what God has done for us, because He loves us with such a, a great and grand love, we're to love others, to be kind, to be a testimony of God's grace to the world. You know, you don't know why that person is unkind and Maybe they've had a hard life. Maybe the very thing they need is a dose of Jesus. Maybe God sent you as His representative to testify of His love for them. Ever thought about that? We're to love others. We love Him in following His Word. John wrote again, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. I know some of us think when we hear the word commandments that there's a list of rules of do's and do nots. But here's, here's the thing. When we love God, when we're motivated by love, we want to follow his word. We, we read it, we see the, the, you know, the, the, the principles of God's word, and we want to apply them to our lives. Sure, we're not to kill, steal, we're not to do those things. We're to please Him. And so we want to follow God's Word. And there's something that when we love God, we want, to, we want to know His Word. We want to follow His Word because it's in His Word that we are drawn closer to Him. And so we want to make it a part of our life every day. It's our instruction book for life. It's, it's our map that guides us. It's our compass that we can go the straight course. And if we love Him, we will follow His Word. Now, I'll be honest, you've probably read a couple of scriptures that you're like, mm-mm, I don't like those scriptures, but you can't tear them out. 
You may want to throw your Bible up against the wall, but work through it. Because God will work in you to understand and change you a little bit at a time. Follow his word. So Jesus is our champion. He is worthy of all our worship. He is worthy of our lives. So I want to ask you with one simple question. Will you give your life to Him? Will you give your life to Him? He has already provided everything you need to trust Him as your Savior. He died on the cross for you. He was raised from the grave for you. He's victorious. You can't save yourself. But as the El Gabor, the mighty God, who's nothing's too hard for, for him, he can save you. You might say, well, you know, I'm too far gone. There's no person too far gone that God can't reach and save. Not one. Will you give him your life? Will you trust him as your Savior? Maybe you know Jesus as your Savior, and may, maybe you're sitting there thinking, maybe you're distant from Him, and, and maybe you like to just do your own thing and live your own life the way you want to live, but can, can, I, can I just reason with you for a moment? God doesn't want, to, want us to live miserable lives. In fact, Jesus says He wants to give us abundant joy. But do you know where we find that joy? In loving God, and following His Word. Is life perfect? <laughs> I wish. Sometimes life can get difficult. But he's my champion. He cares for me. He loves for me. He helps me along the way. I got to trust him each and every way, step of the way. I'm so thankful for the times and difficult and dark times of my life for Jesus. Amen. He helped me through. It wasn't easy. It was tough. But I can't imagine life without him. So shouldn't I just simply give my life to him? Hey, he knows best. He knows best. And so if Jesus is your champion this morning, and he's worthy of all our worship and worthy of all our lives, will you give your life to him today? Mighty God, Jesus, our champion. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? We're going to have some music in the background play. And this is a time that we give every service for people to respond to the message of God. And I hope and I pray that something within this message has resonated with you. from God there's no time like now to give your life to him because he gave his life for you and so if everyone would just bow their heads for a moment close their eyes maybe there's one here 
that needs to trust Jesus? And if so, I'd simply ask you, if you're comfortable enough of coming forward, that I may pray with you out to Jesus to save you. I would love to do that for you. Maybe you're here this morning and I don't know, there's a lot of struggles in life. Maybe you've been out of sorts with the Lord. But you want to make your life right. You know what? I'd love to pray with you too. If if you're there, would you just slip your hand up that I can pray for you? dedicating ourselves, dedicating that day to live for you. We love you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray.